Open Kwong Door Media presents Storytime with Paul Door. In each episode, you'll receive a short adrenaline shot of a story straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the funny bone, wherever that is located. And stay tuned after the story for Paul's Picks, where I indulge you with something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. This week's story, Alone by Myself. I'm a little nervous about what I'm going to say, but that's okay. We'll see what happens. My girlfriend and I were not doing well at the time. She had gotten a job in her sort of chosen field. I say sort of because what she wanted to do was work creatively, but instead, due to a variety of reasons, she started working at a large firm downtown in the financial district. This seemed the opposite of what she wanted to, which would make her happy, and she seemed pretty miserable from the start. Perhaps I wasn't being as supportive as I should have been because I kept trying to support her in whatever capacity she needed, or so I thought. It's a problem of mine. I tend to lose a sense of myself in a relationship. I've always tried to give that person all they needed when what they really needed was me. And if you weren't aware, this can create a certain... uh, emotional unbalance between two people. Eighteen and a half months seems to be my general limit for relationships. (laughs) And we were quickly approaching this expiry date. My feeling was that she should take the job and still pursue her creative endeavors. But she felt she needed to make a choice, felt overwhelmed and frustrated by her job. These feelings of frustration, of course, bled into our relationship. I never wanted to be with someone where the other person harbors resentments, uh, buries them deep down, both of us waiting for them to surface in passive-aggressive ways. But a relationship ebbs and flows, has peaks and valleys and all that crap. (laughs) Our lives are changing and change is a good thing. We are evolving along inside each other, all that stuff. She didn't feel quite the same way. I admit that our day-to-day passion for each other did feel different, but our sex life seemed pretty healthy claiming she wanted to practice more on her own for both our benefits, she talked about buying a dildo. Maybe this was a sign that things weren't so good, but I took it at face value. After all, this was something that she wanted us to do together, kind of like a team-building exercise. (laughs) So we shopped online for the right one. Shopping for dildos was definitely a new experience for me. There were wooden ones that made me think of splinters. One called the silver bullet, which made me think of werewolves. And she finally settled on a more traditional model. And since she lived with her parents, she had it delivered to my house. The dildo arrived a week later, and I removed it from the postal packaging. It looked larger than the picture on the website. I kept it in the box and wanted her to handle it, so I placed it in in the corner of my home office. It's strange having a dildo in your office. It makes you feel insecure. So a few days later, I was working away. Uh, Working from home has its definite advantages, as I often take conference calls in my pajamas. But sometimes working alone and not speaking with anyone for a day or two can make your mind do funny things. 
you love her, that's the problem. A voice came from the other side of the room. I looked around and saw no one. This situation with her work is bullshit. You're scared and afraid, and when you're afraid, you make excuses. You look for ways to remove yourself from potentially hurtful experiences. How very childish and immature. So the voice seemed to be coming from the dildo. <laughs> and I understand how this sounds, but sometimes the unexplainable combined with a poor mental state can make anything plausible. The voice spoke as though it was down in a well, or in this case, a box. You get close to things, but not too close. You claim to be vulnerable and sensitive, but you lack the ability to let anyone into who you actually are because that op opens up the possibility of causing pain. You're even intimidated by my presence and I'm an inanimate object. <laughs> the dildo laughed and there was a darkness in that laugh. <laughs> but I'm not finished yet, it said. This inability to let anyone in, to actually be, be intimate in a completely authentic way, has crippled you. <laughs> I'm not here because of a lack, a lack of desire. I'm here because she's at a loss with you, just like all the others. She tried. She really did, but she reached the 18 and a half month limit. And being with you is like being with someone who's not there. The more you continue like this, the more the cycle will never be broken and you will begin to spend more time on your own, claiming you don't need anyone else. You'll become bitter and old and mumble at young couples walking blissfully hand in hand down the street. Go home to your hungry man microwave dinners and never leave your house and die alone and your lonely body won't be found until the smell is noticed a week later by your whispering neighbors. <laughs> a few months later, my girlfriend called me and wanted to talk. We rarely spoke on the phone, either saw each other in person or wrote te or texted each other. After a 20-minute conversation, she broke up with me. I got no real explanation, no real anything. I can honestly say it was the first time I really had a physical reaction to the end of a relationship. I actually felt it in my chest. And like the weak person I sometimes think of myself as, I simply accepted what she said with no fights or anything. I had a bottle of champagne sitting in my pantry for a special occasion. And holding it in my hands, I thought of that dildo. <laughs> During those 20 minutes on the phone, I popped open the champagne. Even though we have never spoken since that phone call, I came to understand why she broke up with me. It would take a while, and the person I am now compared to that night when I was sipping champagne and getting dumb feels completely different. But that's an entire other story. What I'm really trying to say is the dildo had a point. <laughs> Time for Paul's Picks, where I briefly tell you about something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. My name is JT Rogers, and I'm on Team Human. I'm Sylvia Zia, and I'm on Team Human. I'm William Hoagland, and I'm on Team Human. I'm Pia Mancini from Open Collective, and I'm on Team Human. We're Team Human, coming to you alive from the Basement Laboratory for Digital Humanism at CUNY Queens College, and online at teamhuman.fm. Team Human is a weekly podcast and set of resources enabling human intervention in the economic, technological, and social programs that determine how we live, work, 
and interact. This is where the conscious beats the automatic, where autonomy triumphs over slavery, and we value anomalous behavior over predictable patterns. Resistance may be futile, but opposition is alive and well. I'm Douglas Rushkoff, and I'm on Team Human. The podcast is hosted by Douglas Rushkoff, an author, media theorist, and professor. His many books include Program or Be Programmed, Present Shock, and Throwing Rocks at the Google Bus, and all look deep into the question of reprogramming society to better serve humans. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Paul Dorr, which is brought to you by Open Kwong Door Media and is produced by me and PJ Kwong. The theme music is by the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Arlene Papoulin. Find all things Arlene at arlenepapoulin.com. Visit openkwongdoor.com and listen to our other show, the At Skating PJ Podcast. Check out paldoor.com to read my blog, get info about my novel, storytelling events, and other things. If you like what you hear, we'd appreciate if you leave a comment on iTunes. That's all for now. Until next time, keep listening to each other.